This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 389. Five Unusual Ways to Raise Successful Children by Natalie Peace with GetRichSlowly.org. Hey there, I'm your host, Joss Marie, and today I'm going to try and help you optimize the relationship you have with your children by narrating a post from guest author Natalie Peace that offers tips for raising successful children. And these tips actually derive from her own childhood, which is super cool. So let's get right into them and start optimizing your life. Five Unusual Ways to Raise Successful Children by Natalie Peace with GetRichSlowly.org This is a guest post from Natalie Peace of PeaceAndProfit.com. She is the author of 30 Keys to Building a Multi-Million Dollar Business, What They Didn't Teach Me in Business School. Natalie is an entrepreneur, business coach, and she's currently writing a book on how to start a wildly successful business. Looking at the businesses I've built, managed, and sold, worth $2 million by the age of 30, I've been reflecting lately on what set the foundation for my achievements so that I can help others experience financial security and abundance. I believe my success is the result of an unusual childhood and a few unique things my parents did to set me up for success. Number one, give incentive to learn from the masters. My father actually paid me $2 to listen to each chapter of an audiobook and then summarize the main points in my own words. So I wound up listening to dozens of audiobooks throughout my childhood. I didn't get paid for chores as they were simply expected of me. The trick was that he would choose books on management, wealth building, and personal growth. I was four years old when he started this, and as a result, I became fascinated with human potential and manifesting wealth, long before I was even old enough to have a paper route or babysitting job. All this knowledge seeped into my young, fertile brain and shaped my subconscious, priming me to be a confident entrepreneur and manager. People often tell me about great classic books they read by people like Napoleon Hill, Ogmandino, Dennis Waitley, and Zig Ziglar, and I smile fondly recalling my experience listening to those masters. Number two, encourage questions. Both of my parents went out of their way to make sure I felt heard, understood, and valued. They would explain to me what was interesting and important about anything I was saying and would then expand on the topic with their own knowledge. And they were always willing to answer the million why questions I asked with real answers. They never responded because I said so. Number three, provide unconditional love. Researcher Brene Brown talks about the concept of teaching children that they are worthy of love and belonging rather than telling them they're perfect. This is a big distinction, and I believe I'm a good example of why this works. There will be days when the world is going to chew you up and spit you out. People are going to laugh at you and call you names, and they will reject you and your ideas. Knowing all of this will happen to your child and insisting that they are perfect no matter what will not help them. No one is perfect. We don't need to be. Instead, we can learn to hear feedback from others through a filter that says we're completely lovable as we are. If we know for certain we are lovable regardless of what people do or say to us, we can then hear criticism and search it objectively for meaningful clues on how we can improve. My mom has always shown me a great deal of love and affection, and it's certainly one of the biggest secrets of my success. Number four, show the importance of a strong work ethic. When I was a teenager, 
Dad had me mowing his yard, which was a sprawling acreage back then. Of course, I had more fun things to do than household chores, so I got it done as quickly as possible. One day when I had finished, he thanked me and told me he wanted to tell the neighbors about my mowing skills so they would hire me to do their yards as well. The prospect of making cash appealed to me, so I was all ears. My dad then said, let's take a look at the yard now. Are you happy with how it looks? Would you sign your name to this job, proudly telling people you did it? As I surveyed my hasty mowing efforts, it was plain to see that I had left behind several tufts and swatches of grass. I realized that no one who'd seen this would hire me to take care of their yard. My dad could have yelled at me for being lazy, but he chose instead to demonstrate the benefit of a solid work ethic. And number five, teach kids to be powerful. I was not allowed to indulge myself in negative self-talk. I was shown how to cancel negative beliefs, like I can't do this, and replace them with positive ones, focusing on the desired outcome. I started doing visualization exercises and focusing on goal setting at the age of five, beginning with small goals like teaching my dog how to sit and saving up to buy a bike. When I had success achieving these goals, it gave me the confidence to reach for bigger things with the belief that I would attain them. I was encouraged to set goals in all areas of my life. When I was six, I wanted the training wheels off my bike and knew it would take practice to get there. When I was 12, I set a goal to take a babysitting course so I could earn money. When I was 13, I set a goal of being a really good friend. You can help your kids set goals in areas they're genuinely interested in, as well as set goals they would probably achieve anyway, like passing second grade. Get them to write down these goals somewhere they'll see them every day and check them off when they're complete. When I did this as a kid, it gave me enormous satisfaction. It still does today. As a result of a somewhat unique upbringing, Thank you, Mom and Dad. I don't have a fear of success, and I know that creating abundant wealth is possible. You just listened to the post titled, Five Unusual Ways to Raise Successful Children by Natalie Peace with GetRichSlowly.org. I love Natalie's advice about teaching kids to be powerful through visualization and goal setting. I think it's so inspiring that she started doing these things at such a young age and I can see why it would lead to such a positive mindset as well as feelings of success. I'm going to go talk to Lee about this one right away so that we can keep it in mind for Tal and baby number two. But with that, I'm going to try and keep this outro short and sweet for you today. Have a great one, and I'll see you again tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.